Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Higher Battle Podcast. My name is Peyton, and here we talk about Jesus and together walk through the highs and lows of living a life for God. So today, we actually have a special guest. She's actually the first ever live guest on the podcast, so we'll see how this goes. It's kind of a test run. So we have Emily Williams with us here today, and I asked her to be a part of Higher Battle because I wanted to get us prepared for the new year coming up and as we dream build and goal set for the new year and as we make sure we're including God in that and letting him lead us and I'm sure she has done a great job at this but thank you so much Emily for being here. I appreciate you and your time. You're just such a wonderful example of a woman of God and I'm excited to hear from you. So Emily if you want to tell us about yourself and your business and kind of how Ellie Mae started. Yeah, so one, thank you for having me. I feel so honored. Um, So my name is Emily, and I'm currently 20 years old, and I'm a sophomore in college. I started Ellie Mae when I was 17. I was a junior in high school when I started really, like, planning and... I guess, starting the journey, I guess is what you would say. Um, So as a 17-year-old, I can say that I didn't really know what I was doing at all. My best friend was Google and YouTube. Um, I knew that I loved fashion. I had a little experience in the blogging industry. Um, So I kind of knew what I was getting myself into in a way and I worked for a boutique so I knew exactly what I was getting myself into (laughs) I literally just started with a website and like eight tops and thankfully my parents were willing to invest a little bit more than I was into the business I still to this day I'm like I don't even know if I would do that as a parent just because it's so hit or miss and they it's just like what that's so crazy to me so um but I'm very thankful they did and my goal for Ellie Mae when I started it was to obviously have an online little shop but also to create a community of women that have the same passion for fashion (laughs) um and kind of use that in a way that could promote, like, God's love and all of that. I didn't really go into it with a lot of prayer or thought. Um, I definitely went into it, and for being completely vulnerable, I went into it with a naive thought, like, oh, this will take off in six months. You know, in six months, I will be, I will have so much revenue each month. It'll be great. And, um... God has definitely shown me and taught me a lot of things, and he definitely opened my eyes to why I was doing it later on, but um, just in the beginning, I definitely didn't have the right mindset when it came to um, really building the foundation on which it should have been, but thankfully, like, that happened later. That's cool. I kind of think it's I mean, God was still a part of it in the beginning, even if you weren't, like, seeking that. But I definitely think 
obviously your passion for fashion was like a gift that he gave you, gave you, but it's really cool that your parents were a part of that. Um, even with my brand, I can see like how hard it is to start up stuff. And yeah. I, I'm even kind of in the same boat where I'm like, well, where do you get stuff? And there's just like so many moving parts and things like that. And so yeah. I guess now, um, since you said you didn't really feel God leading you much in the beginning, or at least you didn't focus on that, how do you see him leading you now? And obviously he was calling you to begin this journey, like I guess with your passion for fashion and like that you kind of worked in that industry, but how do you feel him like pulling and leading your business now? That is a great question. So when I really made the transition, okay, well, let me backtrack. I think a big part about running a business is yourself and what you're doing like behind the scenes like especially if you're running a business that you know you're trying to make him famous or whatever like what are you like what does your prayer life look like what does all of that look like and so when I really made that transition for my business and I started really like praying about it and I started realizing by doing that I started realizing that this isn't my like this isn't my business and um I think once I realized that, one, so much pressure was lifted off of me because I'm extremely work-oriented, goal-driven. Like, if I set a goal and don't meet it, I will be depressed for six months, you know? I I want to work hard and meet certain goals, and that's hard when you have a business that you're getting off the ground. So when I made that transition personally and I started recognizing – Ellie Mae as a, as not really a shop, but as a tool that God is using for the glory of his kingdom. That's when he started really, you know, clearly not literally, but he started telling me like, okay, maybe this isn't what you want it to be, but let me show you all the ways that I can use it. And I've had people, I, that's why I started doing the prayer requests because I was like, well, you know, this is different than any other shop, you know, um, your typical like Lulu's or, you know, regular store probably isn't going to do a prayer request on their story. And I was like, well, you know, I, even if people aren't religious, they still have an outlet, you know? Yeah. And, um, when I started doing that about, I would say about almost a year ago, he really started showing me that, you know, this is more than just a shop because I had people reaching out to me that um, they were sharing the most personal information, like so personal and just heavy that I was like, oh, wait, uh, I don't really want to know this, you know, like I wasn't. I wasn't thinking it was going to be that heavy, you know, but clearly like that's why I started it. And it's been amazing seeing how like keeping up with people and seeing how God is using Ellie Mae as a connection and a doorway in order to help people in their walk with the Lord. And that's really where he's been teaching me, even though I do have these worldly goals with Ellie May, like maybe those aren't so important when it comes to what he's doing on a spiritual level in all of these 
girls' lives. Yeah, I love that. I love your little prayer requests that you post. And I remember my first time, like, actually going on your website. And don't you do, like, the little bracelets, too, that have, like, different, um, like, things for Jesus and, like, different sayings? I started that because I – so I – I'm, I doubt that you've heard of Scottish Rite Hospital, but it's a children's hospital. And I, I think they're I think they're national, but I'm pretty sure I think they're national. But the one that I go to is in Dallas and it's like Scottish Rite Hospital, Texas, whatever. And um, I when I was young, I was diagnosed with a hip disease. And so my whole life I've been going there up until I turned 18. I had planned I literally met with the VP of the hospital and with the event planner because I was like hey I was a patient here I have a little shop and I want to throw a fashion show for the kids because the thing about all the kids that go there is they're all they all have a physical disability and so they all have grown up you know completely different in Mm -hmm. the outcasts you know and I experienced that growing up, and it just breaks my heart because I don't want any of them to think that. Yeah. So I was like, well, I'll just, you know, email them, see what happens. So I emailed them, and um, we met up, and we had – this was in February, I think. We um, planned to have a fashion show over the summer and use – we were going to allow the kids to model. And it was going to be this whole thing – we literally like it was it was going to be really cool. And um, anyways, COVID clearly like hindered that. And so um, I don't think that that's going to happen anytime soon. So as a little placeholder, I thought, you know what? These handmade bracelets are so popular, especially yeah. all over Pinterest. And so I was like, you know what, how easy would that be, especially during quarantine, to go buy some beads and make some and just see how it does, you know? Yeah. And so that's what I did. And um, I was like, you know, I'll give part of it to um, Scottish Rite. And that'll be my little way of giving back since I can't do the fashion show soon. So... Yeah, that's the story behind the bracelets. Well, that's really cool. Like, yeah, I love that. And I'm sure, like, hopefully when all this is over that you can get that going again. Um, Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, and even, I think even since I've started following you and your business, like, I've definitely seen it grow. And I just think it's really cool how you just, you definitely sprinkle Jesus in there, like, however you can. And it's such, in, like, a loving way. And like you said, um, reaching those who like already know Jesus and those who don't, and they're just kind of like visiting your store. I think you handle that like very well. Um, and then when it comes to like dream building and goal setting for your business or even for just your life in general, how do you include God in that? So I would say they kind of go hand in hand for my personal life. I've always been one to be like, okay, God, here's my day here's what's going on. I literally lay it all down at your feet, you know, take it, use me in any way you need me today. My day is yours, all of that. And so I started incorporating my business in that. And especially during the hard seasons or weeks or days, I would just be like, you know what, God, today wasn't a great day as far as Ellie Mae, but in, you know, according to the world, 
we probably don't have the greatest numbers right now. But you know what? Here, Here's my business. I want you to take it. I want you to use it. I want you to literally guide it. I don't want any part of it. You know, clearly mm-hmm. I do have, I'm doing all of it. But, you know, yeah. as far as where, like, he's taking it and where, um, you know, I want it to go. Like, I just want him to use it for his glory because I, I mean, you can find a boutique that is just regular all day long, but if I have the opportunity to be on a small pedestal and allow God to use this small pedestal for his glory, then that's all that matters. And so when I'm setting goals and I'm setting dreams with Ellie Mae and stuff, I definitely have had trouble finding the good middle ground between the spiritual goal and then the worldly goal, you know, because you, it's hard because like, you want to be like, yeah, whatever, like, you know, income, you know, it doesn't really matter as, you know, we're just doing it for the Lord, which is true. Don't get me wrong, but you, I feel like I have to have like those worldly goals, but I think it comes down to where I'm prioritizing them. And, of course, the Lord knows, you know, where my goals are. And he know, like, he knows for any business, like, what needs to happen. And so I just rest in that, and I tell him my goals. And so I, I end up telling him my goals, and then I just kind of come back around in a full circle. And I'm like, but, I mean, just use it any way you need it, you yeah. know? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think it's kind of like goal setting without getting attached to it of kind of like, well, this is what yeah. I'd like to see happen, but Jesus, like take the wheel wherever it may go. Um, exactly. Yeah. And I think like the cool thing about you and your business is even like whether it's small or big, you're still going to impact people different than like a million dollar boutique or something. Like the fact that you're so small and like focused on Jesus, you're able to impact so many more people and you're able to do like those um, prayer requests and things like that. And, um, I definitely agree. It's, it's so hard to not like look at our businesses from like a worldly perspective, which I agree with what you're saying. We have to sometimes, cause that's just like what business is. But I mm-hmm. think it's when we define our success that way is mm-hmm. when it's hard because we both have businesses that are kind of still r- pretty small and when you look at it and you're like oh I didn't even make one sale today or I made like one sale and you almost just want to like give up but then you realize that like well this is all for God's glory and this is it's not about how many sales I make so I think what you just said I really loved all that Ooh, well retweet to all of that <laughs> I completely agree it kind of goes along with what we were just talking about but what keeps you going And so what I said along the lines of like when we feel like quitting or how do you stay motivated maybe when your business isn't improving or you haven't had any sales that week or things like that. I love this question because I feel like as a business, especially as a business owner, I make it a point to make sure from day one I was like I'm going to make sure you know, Ellie Mae looks like it is doing the best it possibly is. And um, 
there are definitely more days that I have thought about quitting than there were days where I was like jumping up and down because of something regarding my business. And um, that's definitely not something that people, especially entrepreneurs, tell you when you start a business, especially when it's your friends and family and they're like, you know what, go for it, do it. You know, no one tells you it's probably going to be the hardest thing you ever do in your life. Um, So as far as like keeping the perseverance, I, I definitely just remember what my ultimate goal is. You know, yes, I do. I would love to be in a storefront right now, bringing in tons of money and, you know, not having to worry about finances or whatever. But then I just think about, okay, but when God calls me home, is Ellie Mae going to be something that he can say all these things as far as how it impacted his kingdom? Or is he going to be like, I gave you this opportunity and you gave up and you missed all of this, you know, and that's what it comes down to for me personally, because at the end of the day, you could ask an entrepreneur all day long and they probably would have said I should have, you know, probably let it go. But I just remember the real reason why I'm doing what I'm doing and, you know, it comes down to also God knowing what speed bumps we're going to hit, you know, as a business owner. Like he knows that there's going to be that bad day where you get a bad review or you don't make any sales or you didn't do great last quarter, you know, like that's going to happen. And like, he knows it's going to happen. And so I just feel like it's also a test, you know, like, is he, is he, he knows that this is going to happen and is happening, this little hiccup. How am I going to react to it? Am I going to be like, you know what? <laughs> I got to throw the talent. It's just not working. Or am I going to be like, you know what, God, this isn't great, but I trust you. And I'm going to continue to just use it for your glory. Because I have this little saying, I'm like, well, at the end of the day, if all else fails, as long as I do it for the kingdom, nothing bad is going to come from that, you know? Mm-hmm. And... I'm totally preaching to myself right now because I can tell you over quarantine, there was one day where I literally, I talked to my mom and I was like, I'm, I'm giving up LMA. I can't do it anymore. This is, this is too hard. It's too much, but it was only too hard and too much because I was, I, I didn't have the right perspective. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I reminded myself, okay, why am I doing it? You know? Yeah, no, that was so good. Like, I could just hear you talk about that forever. So much good stuff there. Yeah, I definitely struggle with the same thing. I definitely think that businesses, if you're a Christian, are given to you for you to be a good steward of. And like you were saying that at the end of the day, it's like, what was the purpose of this? And why did God like give you the opportunity, the tools, and even the financial ability to start these businesses? kind of going along with what you were saying about the days where you want to quit or keep going or maybe a dream or goal you've set up for your life or Ellie Mae, how do you decide or know if God is closing those doors or saying no to those dreams and how do you handle that or like recognize his answer? I can't tell you how many times I've sat down 
with tears in my eyes, talking to the Lord and being like, I don't know what you want me to do with this because it's not working right now. And, you know, that's hard. That's when you wish you could just pick up the phone and shoot God a text or call him, you know, (laughs) but sadly you can't do that. Um, I would say that, um, as far as knowing, you know, kind of where he's taking me, if he's shutting the door, whatever, um, I think it just goes down or comes down to what I'm focusing on when I pray about it, because clearly we're both like every business owner is kind of like a you're you only have the lamp like on your feet so you can only see the step in front of you you know you can't see you can't see the end of the path and I think I just remind myself of that because I know God does see the end of the path honestly when people ask me about my business I I'm like it's not here today because of anything that I have done or do it's here because of God, yeah. you know, he's the one who is technically like providing for my business. He's the one who knows, like he knows if someone's going to get on my site and buy something, you know, yeah. he knows, he knows that, um, I need to meet quarterly goals and all of that. Like he knows all of that. And so it's kind of a hard question There's yeah. because of no, like, yes or no, you know, yeah. but I would just say, it just comes down to, you know, when I'm praying about it and, you know, where he's guiding me. Like I said, I've said so many times, I, I literally don't know what you want me to do, God. I don't know where you're taking me. I don't know. I literally don't know what you want me to do with Ellie Mae. I have no idea. I have prayed that prayer so much. I mean, I'm still here. So he clearly has a use for it, you know? Definitely. Yeah, this one I also think is super hard. Um, I think, I mean, all the time I pray for, like, God just slam the door. Like, if you're saying no, it needs to be so clear because I feel like I get so stubborn and, like, I want what I want and I and I hope that that's in God's plan. So, I, I personally always pray for him to, like, you have to be so evident in the way that yeah. you say no. But I think around this topic the way we re- we react is definitely based on our relationship with God and if if we're closer to him or our relationship is strong i think we have an easier time handling this and like you said god can see what's coming up he sees the whole story like right in front of him so kind of uh really just having that trust that he's going to like carry us through no matter what doors open and what doors closed and yeah, with my business as well, I'm always like, yeah, I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, I have all these ideas, but like, I don't know how to do any of them. And so I just hope even the podcast and the amount of people who like listen to this is honestly like surprising. (laughs) I literally thought I would come on here, just ramble on and like nobody would listen. And the way I've seen, like, God work in that has also been awesome, and I never thought I'd start a podcast, but anyway, here we are, and (laughs) we get to have people like you on it, and just, um, preach wisdom and truth to everybody, um, but what's your favorite part about running your business in that journey? Ooh, I would say I'm such a people person, and so being able to 
like be an owner of something so like I have control I can literally talk to every single person on Ellie Mae and I get to know them and I get to follow along on their journey like this one girl she she's um I think she lives in North Carolina she's studying to be a nurse and so every time she takes a test she reach she reaches out and um so I'm able to like follow along on people's journeys and just make them feel good about themselves and ha- be a positive light in people's lives. And that is my, forget the fashion, that yeah. is my favorite part of running Ellie Mae. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. It's it's interesting to see like just random strangers like reach out for stuff like that. Yeah, it's the craziest thing. I... I never expected any response. And so when people that I don't even know, like, reach out, I'm just like, wait, what? <laughs> like, you trust me? <laughs> you know? Or they're like, I need advice on this. Like, how do or like, how do I read the Bible or just something like Jesus related? And you're like, oh, I'm still learning, too, but I'll try my best. <laughs> <laughs> no, right? <sighs> but I definitely agree. That's definitely like the coolest part or even the ministry side, but also I'm sure it makes you like so happy when someone like receives your package or like a piece of your clothing and they just love it. And, and even like the things you sell become a part of their journey as well. Oh yeah, for sure. I, when people like post, you know, the package or whatever on their story or take a picture in the clothes, it just makes me feel good because I'm like, oh, I know they're, when they wear that, that they're going to feel you know, good about themselves. Cause especially girls, like we're not going to put on an outfit if we don't think it's cute and feel yeah. good in it, you know? <laughs> Definitely, yep. So I, that just makes my, it warms my heart. It makes me happy because I know that I, I picked something out that someone can go and put on and be like, oh my gosh, I feel so cute. You know? Yeah. Speaking of, I need to do a haul from your website. I always forget that. Yes, girl. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just going to pick out a bunch of stuff and then do, like, a video on it because it's about time, honestly. All right, we are on the last question already. Uh, where do you see yourself, your faith, and your business in five years? Kind of kind of a loaded question, but... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I see myself... Hmm, this, is, this is hard. It's hard having a business and being like, where do I see myself, you know? Yeah. Um, but I would say I see myself in five years. I have no idea. I don't know why I can personally. I cannot personally see myself somewhere in five years. But I can see my I can see my faith being stronger, which is I'm such a little. I literally get so scared because I'm like I literally pray all the time. I'm like Lord, please, please like strengthen my faith. But can it be through, like, a good situation? Like, nothing bad, you know, like, yeah. something nice or happy, you know? Like, not a wave, you know? Yep. Um, so I definitely see my faith being stronger. Um, and my business, I would love to, you know, tech- technically, like, I can give you all of, like, the... Um, worldly aspects of it you know have a bigger platform you know um possibly have a storefront 
um, selling more, you know, per day, having more new arrivals per launch, stuff like that. Um, but I really hope that my business in five years has a bigger audience so that I can reach more people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that because, of course, if you have a bigger audience, then all of the business side of it kind of falls in place, you know. Yeah. Um. So if I just had like a bigger audience, I would love that so I can just reach more people. Definitely. Yeah, a storefront would be amazing. Yeah, I, my mom and I always joke about it because it's like we, so my mom actually does all of the shipping for my shop. Oh. Which I just, I love it because I'm like, people have no idea, you know, Mm -hmm. especially if like people I know order, I'm like, they probably think I did that. But (laughs) I'm so thankful that she um, has enough time to be able to help me with that just because, you know, being in college and doing that and then focusing on extracurricular things um it's just a lot and so yeah I forgot what I was going oh because she was like um we just feel like when we work on Ellie Mae we don't really have like a place to work on it you know um and so we always say it would be so nice to have somewhere to like go and work yeah that'd be awesome that's so cute. I love that she works with you, but I'm in the same boat. I'm like, my room is my recording studio, my store, my all, like, yeah, <laughs> literally my room. Our, literally at my house, the guest bedroom is the warehouse for Ellie Mae. <laughs> That's all. Awesome. And I just, I love it because, like, no one has any idea, but, I mean, it's free rent, so. Seriously agree with you where you're like nobody knows like whether your business is doing good or bad you just kind of put the best forward on like instagram and that's what they see yeah Yeah, seriously because i mean i when i first started ellie may i was like i'm gonna post and create content as if i had a million followers you know i set the standard really high and um i was like with that i always thought okay, I have a hundred followers right now. Yeah, that's not a lot. Because when I started my boutique, this famous blogger in Dallas started her boutique like the same day. Uh And of course, she was like sold out in minutes and had like over a hundred thousand followers on Instagram. And that was very discouraging for me when I started because I was like, well... Who would want to buy from my shop when, you know, you could go to a better one or a cuter one, you know? Yeah. And so I was like, I, I have a hundred people right now who are following my shop. That's a hundred individuals, a hundred people, you know, that's not like, that's a big number when you think about like, those are individual people. And so that really helped me when I was starting out. But um, I forgot where I was going with that. But, yeah, (laughs) I was just like, I'm just going to post, you know, and take into consideration that these are individual people. Like, yeah, I have like a thousand followers right now on Ellie Mae. That's a thousand people. If a thousand people walked into my room right now, that would be a lot, (laughs) you know? Definitely. That's huge. But, yeah, yeah, well, your, your boutique definitely looks like 
it has 100,000 subscribers. Like, I love how you design everything. Your website looks so nice. That's all the questions I have for you. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about or tell the audience? Um, so I love telling people, I forgot to mention this earlier, but I love telling people about why I named it Ellie Mae. Oh, yeah. So I, um, I had a dog, so I'm an only child, right? Mm -hmm. So growing up, I really only had my friends at school and then that was it, you know? (laughs) And so when I was like eight, my parents got me a dog they, like, surprised me with a little puppy, and it was a Maltese, so, like, a little white furry dog, <laughs> and um, literally, I don't know what it's like having a kid, but I can assure you that <laughs> I loved her as much as mothers love their newborn, you know, <laughs> and we, like, did everything together, because as a little kid, it's like, oh, my gosh, like, this is practically a human, you yeah. know, yep. <laughs> and... um Anyways, we, like, did everything together. She had her own little closet. I mean, we did movie nights, everything. That's so cute. I know. Like, living the dream. And um, then when she turned three, she – so we had her – I think it's called neutered, I think. Um, You know. Yeah. 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 Um, we, We did that. Like, when we first got her. And when she was three, she started um, having complications down there. And um, anyways, we were like, well, this is weird because this shouldn't be happening one night. And um, she slept with my parents that night. And she went to the, she ended up going to the hospital the night that she slept with my parents. And... I was like, okay, like, she'll go, they'll fix her, whatever. And so then she was supposed to come home the next day, and then she was supposed to come home the next day, and then it was the next day. And um, when I was told she was going to come home, so that was on a Sunday, and then on Wednesday she was supposed to come home, and I, like, ran inside after school, you know, as a little kid does, and... um she so sadly she passed away and she ended up having this syndrome called evan syndrome and it's like a blood disease and so basically when she got her shots that you know dogs get every year Uh it triggered her blood disease in a way and so it was i it's very weird i felt very i was like this makes no sense so um (laughs) Anyways, I knew, so I walked in, I can literally remember this day, I walked in, my dad was a police officer at the time, and he was never home before 5.30, and it was like 3, you know, because in elementary school, you get out early, Yeah. and um, he was home, and I literally, like, looked at him and my mom, and I was like, just don't say it, like, don't say anything, because I just knew, and um, anyways, that is, that is why I named Ellie Mae after her because you know as the years go on you lose memories and you lose like all of that and it just kind of fades and so I was like how I'm starting a business and I want to keep her memory with me like close to me and so I was like you know what I'm gonna name it after her so I best decision I've ever made because 
literally every single time someone mentions Ellie Mae or something, like it just reminds me of her. And I'm like, wow, this is great because that's exactly why I named it after her, you know? <laughs> so that's the story behind the name. And I, it's one of my favorite things about my shop. Oh, I love that. And she, yeah, she gets to live on through that. Mm-hmm. That's so cute. I love, I love, I mean, it's a sad story, but cute. Yeah. I'm like, well, I mean, it's a sad story, but it has a hopeful ending, you know? Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us. Or thank just, you for having just, me. just me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, well, I guess that includes the audience. <laughs> Uh, but oh also I actually do have an an ending question I guess um if someone who's listening wants to get in contact with you or find your store where's the best place they can do that Ooh, so I would suggest following me on Instagram which my personal Instagram is Emily X Williams with two s's and then my shop's Instagram is shop Ellie May, and that's E L L I E M A E. So feel free to reach out to me on my shop's page or my personal page. I promise I will respond. I am always on Instagram. <laughs> True, she always responds to me. <laughs> but perfect. I'll have that in the description box as well. But thank you so much to everyone who is listening and all your support for this podcast. And I will see, I mean, I will be with all of your beautiful faces next Wednesday. See ya.